You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. I'm Hello America and welcome to Talking Pets with your host John Patch. Join John and his expert guests with all of your pet questions, concerns, comments and stories. Now it's time for Talking Pets with your host, John Patch. And welcome to Talking Pets, heard coast to coast on your favorite radio station. This is Talking Pets, and I'm your host, John Patch. Joining us is Dr. Jared Miller from Bay Area Veterinary Care Center. The show is produced by Miss Amanda Page. Hey there, Johnny boy. Hi, Mandy. How are you? Doing good. Doing Happy okay to be over here. there? Yeah. You got some new toys over there to play with. I love the new buttons. Fantastic. Who knows what you'll hear later? Yeah, that's true. Just be careful. I'll try. <laughs> the show is also produced by Mr. Tony Leg at Business Talk and Lifestyle Talk Radio Networks. When you call in, you'll speak with Tony at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255, and he'll put you on the line with us. We have a special guest joining us in this hour. Her name is Sharon Wilson. She's the Executive Director of Freedom Service Dogs. We're going to be talking about her organization and how, if you can contribute to it, uh, that would be very much appreciated. But once again, you are listening to Talkin' Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. Give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. This is Talkin' Pets. The holidays, sometimes all night long. You can bet that I stand ready when the wolf growls at the door. Hey, I'm solid, hey, I'm steady, hey, I'm true down to the core, and I will always do my duty. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. We want to welcome onto the program right now Sharon Wilson. She's the executive director of Freedom Service Dogs. Hey, Sharon, how you doing? Welcome to Talking Pets. Just fine. Thanks for having us on. It's wonderful to have you on. And um, I want to introduce you to Dr. Jared. Hi. Hello. How are you? Just fine. You know, I want to say I want first right off the bat I want to applaud you and what you're doing because I mean there's a lot of different organizations out there, but this is one organization, of course, that's called uh, Freedom Service Dogs, and you actually help our soldiers coming over from war that may have, you know, developed, of course, from the war, disabilities like loss of a limb or something of that type, and you match them up with a dog, correct? Absolutely. Now, how does that all, like, formulate? First of all, how old is your company? Uh, we've been around since 1987, so this is our 23rd year. 23 years, wow. And, um, you know, 23 years of war, and Lord forbid there's going to be 23 more years, but it, uh, uh, it kind of looks that way, yeah. <laughs> the way things are going, sad to say. But with your organization, like, do you work with a lot of different other organizations as well? Do you guys like share a lot of information and all? Yes, we do. Um, kind of the basic mission of what we do, John, is we rescue all these dogs from animal shelters, and then um, we select and train those to, to help people with disabilities. And in the past, we've done um, a lot of our traditional clients also, you know, paraplegics, quadriplegics, muscular dystrophy, multiple sclerosis, strokes. Um, cerebral palsy, things like that. But in the last few years, we um, have just gotten a tremendous number of requests for service dogs for soldiers returning from Iraq and Afghanistan. 
Um, there are a lot of wounded warrior battalions around that are at Army posts, and uh, they've got a lot of soldiers that not only have physical disabilities but are suffering from traumatic brain injury and post-traumatic stress disorder, and they need some help to do the everyday living things that you and I take for granted. You know, it's amazing, actually. I'm working on a, on a film right now, and one of the guys that's in the film with me is actually uh, a soldier, and he's in the Army, and his name is Manuel. Young guy. Um, and I was looking at him, we were doing some stuff for the film, and then all of a sudden I was, I was watching him, and I thought to myself, here's a young man that went over to serve his country, and he's over there, so he was in Baghdad, and we were talking a little bit about it, then we were talking about you and your organization, of course, uh, Freedom Service Dogs, and you know, he even applauded you as well and said thanks for that, because it's amazing to go over there as a soldier with all of your limbs, your, your legs and your arms, and then to come back disabled is a very traumatic thing for these men and women to go through. And they actually do need that support. And dogs are great support, not only because they can retrieve things and everything for the soldiers, but there's a great, you know, unconditional love bond there between them. Absolutely. We have one soldier who who puts it this way. He said, um, when I was in Iraq, I had a battle buddy, and he didn't, you know, make it back with me. But now I have a new battle buddy who goes with me everywhere and, you know, looks out for me, has my back, and uh, has enabled this particular soldier to to come out of the barracks for the first time in about a year. And um, they're just amazing. That human-animal connection, uh, there just isn't enough to be said about it. Sharon, your organization, um, Freedom Service Dogs, is a nonprofit. Absolutely, 5013C. Uh, we are entirely supported by donations. And uh, we just, you know, again, we rescue the dogs from shelters, so we're not, we don't have a breeding program that's maybe contributing to pet overpopulation. Um we just get these dogs and get them to help out these soldiers. Do you actually, will you accept a dog? Like, other than from shelters, if somebody was giving up a dog or they had maybe a young dog that they wanted to contribute to, um, you know, Freedom Service Dogs, do you do that or do you directly take them from shelters only? I, I would say probably 99% of the dogs we place are from shelters, but occasionally we get someone who has a, um, a dog. As you might guess, we're kind of particular about what dogs we use. Um, we're normally looking for... Labradors, golden retrievers, or if there's an allergy in the soldier's family, we'll do standard poodles. Um, and we're looking for one to two years of age and somewhere between 55 and 90 pounds. So Now, do you, when you train these dogs, uh, the Freedom Service dogs, somebody, a handler, is automatically working with them? One handler, or do several people work with these dogs? Well, we have three sort of stages of training for the dogs, and it takes about seven to nine months once we get them healthy, because obviously when we get them from shelters, they all have kennel cough and giardia and worms and everything else. But once we get them healthy, it takes seven to nine months. The first part of the training is done one of two ways. We have a lot of volunteers in a group called uh, Positive, <clears throat> excuse me, Positive Connection, which is a collaboration we do with at-risk youth in the community. And they come in and learn to teach basic obedience to these dogs. <clears throat> so the kids learn... Um, respect, responsibility, compassion, empathy, some character development traits. <clears throat> the dogs get socialized by a lot of different people, which is good for them, and they also learn basic obedience. And then we have a similar program called Operation Freedom, which uses uh, soldiers from the VA hospital or soldiers from the Wounded Warrior Battalion, and they come down and do the same thing. And for those people, it kind of gives them a purpose and a connection to something a little bit bigger than, you know, just thinking about their injuries and their disabilities. So 
positive connection and operation freedom, which are all the volunteer programs, do the basic obedience training. And then we have three trainers right now who do kind of standard service dog training, which is teaching them to retrieve items, to go for help, to hit the handicap button, you know, to open the door, um, to do those kinds of things. And then our trainers also do the advanced training because we custom train each dog to whatever the soldier needs. We have one soldier, for instance, who has uh, post-traumatic stress disorder along with some very severe physical injuries, and he was having nightmare issues where he was waking up his wife and his kids just from the nightmares. So we custom trained his dog along with retrieving and helping him walk. When he hears, when the dog hears um, him starting to have a nightmare, the dog will go over, flip the light on, and then jump up on the bed beside him and do a command we call settle, which kind of, he pushes his body up as close as he can to the soldiers, and then the soldier starts mirroring his breathing. And his wife said it's just been amazing that she doesn't even wake up now, you know, let alone the kids. So that's the kind of custom training we can do. That is amazing, actually. And, and when, when, somebody act, when you guys train these dogs, you know, seven to nine months or whatever amount of time that it would take, and then you match the dog up with um, one of the soldiers, do you, how, how long does actually like a handler or your organization stay around to make sure that you know, each one knows what they're doing and that they do get along with each other and so on and so forth? Well, we provide lifetime support, but the, the placement uh, process is somewhere between three and four weeks, and we teach the soldier how to do the commands and, um, you know, because there's as much training with the, the person as there is with the dog, and then we go to their location and go to their church and their grocery store, um, you know, so that they are comfortable taking the dog out, and then we stay in pretty close touch with them the first six months, um, and then after that, we recertify the dog every year for the life of the dog. According and to some, provide uh, a replacement, yeah. According to some of the facts that you put out here, I mean, there's like over eleven thousand disabled soldiers in warrior transition units, and so that's eleven thousand. How many how many dogs have you placed so far since your organization twenty three years has been out there? Um, well, as I said, we really started um, focusing on this in 2009, and uh, we placed 19 last year. Wow. Our, our, we had budgeted to do 40 because our waiting list was 54 people, but um, the economy's just been kind of tough, right. and so we were only able to fund 19 dogs last year. But we got our waiting list down to 38, and um, we hope to do at least 30 of those this year. So it's amazing, actually, if people will don- donate to your organization, you know, because it is nonprofit and it is a write-off for them, um, that they can actually help in this cause, and you can place more dogs with these soldiers that are coming back from war. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every little bit helps. Sharon, what is your, your information, like your address or your phone number? Do you have a website as well that sure. you can give out? Yeah, it, you can uh, donate on the website. That's um, www.freedomservicedogs, that's plural, dogs.org. O-R-G, or our telephone number is area code 303-922-6231. And that's 303-922-6231? That's it. Sounds good. And the uh, website is www.freedomservicedogs.org. Right. Okay, we have that linked on our news page as well, so if you want to go to my my website, everybody knows, talkingpets.com, you can get on there on the news page as well because we have it linked up. But also, uh, if you want to give us a call and you have a question for Sharon while she's on the air with this, give us a buzz at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. 
Once again, I'm John Patch. And Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. And don't forget, you can check us out live on the web at TalkinPets.com. Click on the dog watching TV, and you can watch and chat with us as well. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Be sure to tune in when Pet Life Radio goes live from Global Pet Expo, the world's largest annual pet products trade show. March 25th through the 27th, you can catch all the new products coming out for our pets before they even hit store shelves. From the latest in all-natural and eco-friendly products to the most elegant in pet pampering and high-tech innovations from companies all over the globe. It's at Global Pet Expo. Nearly 800 companies will be displaying new and exciting products to make time with our pets even better. Tune in March 25th through the 27th for everything Global Pet Expo. Got questions about your hound's health? Need the facts on Fido's fitness or food? You want to unleash your pup's potential? Well, you've come to the right place with Win With Dogs. Here, we learn how easy it is to naturally improve the lives of our furry friends. So sit, stay, and get ready to win with dogs. With me, Raquel Wynn. Exercise, nutrition, interaction, and love make for one healthy, happy hound. Give yourself the gift of knowledge on demand every week right here at Pet Life Radio with me, Raquel Wynn, and Win with Dogs. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. Pet Bills, your dogs want health care reform. For the Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. A Rhode Island man who says he couldn't afford medical care for his dog has been charged with illegally operating on his animal. Alan McQuitty removed a cyst from the leg of his 14-year-old Labrador mix. The dog was operated on again by professionals to deal with an infection from the first surgery. E.J. Funchuo, veterinarian and president of the Rhode Island Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals calls the surgery a heinous crime. Court records show that McQuitty pleaded no contest last week to misdemeanor charges for animal cruelty and unauthorized practice of veterinary medicine. McQuitty has said that he didn't think he was doing anything cruel about what he had done. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. We welcome your calls and questions for Sharon Wilson. She's the Executive Director of Freedom Service Dogs. Give us a call at 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Their number at uh, Freedom Service Dogs, if you'd like to contribute to them and send any donations, please do. It's a nonprofit organization, of course, is 303-922-6231. But, of course, you can find them at freedomservicedogs.org. As well, Sharon, you know, when you were talking that it takes about seven to nine months f- to train these dogs to be with a soldier and all uh, as a service dog, money-wise, it's about, what, $25,000 to train one dog? Yep, depending on how uh, sick they are when we rescue them from the shelter, it's somewhere between twenty and 25000 per dog, and that includes all the medical care, and uh, we have them all at our facility because they're trained, you know, several times a day during the day, um, food, 
training, taking them on outings so that they're able to have full public access. Um, it's a very expensive proposition. You know, it's amazing because, you know, we all applaud our soldiers for keeping us safe in this country um, and everything that they're doing in Afghanistan and, you know, of course, Iraq and everywhere. Um, and Lord forbid what's going to happen in the future. Um, but, you know, listening, doing this show, I've been host. it's 20 years now that I've been hosting this show, 20 years this year. And for all the people that I know are animal lovers out there, what a great cause and a great way to actually show your support than to support an animal cause where these dogs are helping our, Amer- you know, our soldiers that are coming back from war. So, you know, again, I applaud you on that, and I really hope that people listening across the country right now will contribute, because even a dollar helps, correct? Absolutely. Every little bit helps, and anything, you know, dog food and uh, leashes and collars, I mean, it all goes towards um, helping them get trained faster. What type of, um, do you use, like, regular collars, or do you use, like, a certain, do you have to purchase certain harnesses or something to train these dogs? Well, we normally use a, a walking halt or a car, uh, of a harness on them. Um, a lot of our soldiers that are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan need um, what we call a brace and balance dog. So they require a special harness. It's almost like a mini saddle, but it's much looser on the dog. And then it has a, a U-shaped bar that comes up over the top. And we found that most of the soldiers, I think the average age of our um, soldiers that are coming back is 24. And wow. they they just they don't want to be in a wheelchair. They want to walk. And uh, so with a cane and then a dog that will match their pace to the soldiers and a harness so that they can hold on to the dog and they'll, the dog will um, help them brace and balance and walk, um, then they're able to, to get around without having to be in a wheelchair. So those harnesses are all custom-made for the dogs, and uh, they run about easily five to $700 a piece. So... A lot of times when these soldiers come back, I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, these dogs are their, you know, end up being their best friends. Absolutely. Absolutely. We've had some soldiers. Well, we had one particular uh, female soldier who had another uh, bad experience besides war while she was in Iraq, and uh, she had not left her home for several years, um, mm. and she now goes everywhere with her dog. Um, Good. Brought the light back into her life, and according to her. Sharon, when we come back, Sharon Wilson, uh, Freedom Service Dogs, I want to ask you about Canine Cares and, and how you guys are working together. And, All right. Uh, so don't go away. We'll be right back with Sharon Wilson, Executive Director of Freedom Service Dogs. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone, give us a call. Don't forget to check us out on the web at TalkingPets.com. You can watch us right now by clicking on the dog watching TV. With this hour's Talking Pets news from the USA Today, here's your host, John Patch. Out of Greenville, South Carolina, the Greenville Zoo will be closed to the public for two weeks of maintenance. Now, staffers, city of Greenville workers, and volunteers will clean, paint, and make repairs to areas within the 14 acres, according to Jeff Bullock, the zoo director. The zoo will reopen on February 13th. I guess for all the lovers, Jared, because the next day is Valentine's Day. What better place to spend a lovely day on Valentine's Day than at the zoo? You're a romantic, John. <laughs> at a conifer, Colorado, several dogs died in a kennel fire in rural Jefferson County, a fire official said. The fire claimed five or six pups that pampered pets. No people were injured. The cause of the blaze was being investigated. John? That's good. That's good. Out of Sioux Falls, South Dakota, the uh, laws that govern how livestock and work animals are treated will come under review this year. 
Veterinarian Dustin Okadova uh, said the state's regulations on animal welfare are some of the oldest on the books. An ad hoc group will uh, recommend changes to the 2011 legislature. Out of Boston, Massachusetts, the advocacy group Clean Water Action plans to release a report about what happens to thermostats that contain mercury when they are replaced by digital versions or when buildings are torn down. A 2006 law designated designed to phase out mercury products encourages the use of alternatives and calls on manufacturers to set up collection programs. John. And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. Pick up the phone and give us a call at 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. Joining us, of course, is Dr. Jared Lazarus from Bay Area Veterinary Care Center. Also, we're speaking with Sharon Wilson. She's the Executive Director of Freedom Service Dogs. If you can contribute to their cause, please do. It's 303-922-6231 is their phone number if you'd like to give them a call and get some more information or make a donation. But you can also check them out on the web at www.freedomservicedogs.org. But once again, you can check us out live on the web if you want to take a look at us. You can. We're right now on the web at TalkinPets.com. Remember, there's no G in the Talkin'. It's T-A-L-K-I-N Pets.com. Click on the dog watching TV, and you can watch us. Also, you can check us out on uh, Twitter.com. That's Twitter.com forward slash Radio, And you can join our Facebook at Facebook.com forward slash Radio as well. But pick up the phone, give us a call, 866-606-TALK. That's 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-8255. 866-606-TALK. This is Talkin' Pets. Every now and then. Once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. And this is the new CD, actually, that you're listening to in the background by Catherine McPhee. It's called Unbroken. You can check it out in a store near you, of course. Everybody knows her from American Idol. I think she was, like, what, second, the runner-up to... Who won that year? Oh, it was, um... Oh, jeez, who was it? I'm trying to think. It was Catherine McPhee, who I wanted to win, and then a guy won. Oh, what was his name? It wasn't Taylor Hicks, was it? Not that Was she I, on with him? I don't think it was that year. Maybe our callers can call in. And yeah, really. I can't remember who it was now. Don't ask me. But I wanted her to win. She deserved to win. She's got a good voice. She's awesome. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. We're speaking with Sharon Wilson. She's the Executive Director of Freedom Service Dogs. You can give us a call at 866-606-TALK. Sharon, I want to ask you real quick about Canine Cares. What, what, what is that organization all about? Well, that's a collaboration that, that we do with Canine Cares. They are a group that does uh, that takes dogs into courthouse um, to help with testimony, especially with kids that have been sexually abused or domestic violence um, oh. clients. And so the dogs go in with them when they have to, to testify, and there's just something kind of calming and reassuring about having that dog at your feet or right beside you, and you can talk about what happened without, uh, without all the fear. So our collaboration with them is... Um, of the dogs that we rescue from shelters, 50% of them don't make it as service dogs. Uh, for, for They just don't meet our standards. Mostly it's because they have a really strong prey drive, mm-hmm. which means they like to chase rabbits and squirrels and birds and things like that. Well, we can't obviously hook them up to someone in a wheelchair or someone who's using them for brace and balance and then have them take off after a squirrel. No, that wouldn't be good. Wouldn't be good. No. <laughs> so instead of taking the dogs back to the shelter, we... Uh, we adopt them out to families, and 
in this case with Canine Cares, what we do is provide their trained therapy people with one of our um, kind of released service dogs, and then they use them in the court system. And it's just been a, a wonderful collaboration for us. And if people want to find out more about Canine Cares, you can check them out on the web also at caninecares.org, which is also a nonprofit organization. Absolutely. Sharon, great pleasure. And, you know, again, I applaud you on all the work that you're doing. And, uh, you know, I'd love to keep in, in touch with you and, and, you know, find out more. And hopefully um, through this interview that we've done on my show that, you know, it helps contribute to, to your cause and that people make some donations and, and help you out because these soldiers need dogs. That would be fabulous. And thank you so much for having us. It's a great pleasure. And thanks so much for joining us and filling, filling us in about, uh, you know, your Freedom Service dogs. Thank you. That's Sharon Wilson, Executive Director for Freedom Service Dogs. Again, if you'd like to make a donation, I please uh, hope that you will. Um, it's 303-922-6231 is their number. Again, 303-922-6231. Uh, the organization is out of Colorado. And you can check them out um, and find out a little bit more information, of course, on their website, which is freedomservicedogs.org. freedomservicedogs.org. You know, it's amazing, though. I mean, when you think about it, Jared, about, you know, these these soldiers coming back, you know, they went, you know, all, you know, the right state of mind. They went over there to support this country and everything, and then they come back injured and traumatically what that must do to them, mentally. And they're so young. That's what strikes me. Yeah, 18, 19, 20 years old. You know, so many times when I would look in the paper and I would see the soldiers that have died each day, and then all of a sudden you look at their ages and so young. I know. I implore them for doing what they're doing over there for us. Help them out. Uh, Freedom Service Dogs, once again, it's freedomservicedogs.org. That was Sharon Wilson, Executive Director. Again, um, their phone number is 303-922-6231. Again, our phone number is 866-606-TALK. We're open to your medical and your behavior questions or your comments or your stories. Pick up the phone and give us a call, 866-606-8255. I'm John Patch. I'm Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. And this is Talking Pets. <laughs> right back right after these messages stay tuned it's time for school for you and your friends your furry best friends train your dog the fun and easy way with teachers pet sessions teachers pet host pia silvani teaches you step by step how to train your dog the fun and easy way you get eight 30 minute live audio training sessions complete transcripts of each session plus a basic training manual to get you and your dog off to a great start training begins the moment you bring your dog home teachers pet sessions offers positive reinforcement training to shape your dog's behavior and encourages upbeat enthusiastic responses to ensure that your dog will enjoy learning teachers pet sessions dog training is fun at both ends of the leash so listen learn and laugh with your dog with teachers pet sessions Get your copy of Teacher's Pet Sessions Volume 1 today. To order, go to teacherspetsessions.com. Hi, this is Pia Salvani, your host. Bring your dog, tug toy, and treats, and get ready to have some fun. Teacherspetsessions.com. This valuable information comes from your pet. There's nothing like a wagging tail or friendly paw to lift your mood. They're therapeutic and make us feel good. Studies show pets even reduce stress, prevent heart disease, lower blood pressure, and fight depression. So there you have it. Pets are a daily dose of good health and happiness. Pets add life. To learn more, visit petsadlife.org. 
Hi, this is Marcy Davis and my service dog, Whistle, and we're your hosts of Working Like Dogs on Pet Life Radio. Working Like Dogs is the show where you can learn everything you ever wanted to know about working animals or working dogs. Whether you're a member of a working dog team or you've just seen a working dog or animal out at the mall or the grocery store and you're curious about how these amazing animals work with their human partners, then Working Like Dogs is the show for you. Join us for the inside scoop at Working Like Dogs on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's Talk Pets. Let's Talk Pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. If you trust a rodent to predict when winter will end, how about an eight to guide your Super Bowl winter selection? With a Talking Pets News Brief, I'm Amanda Page. The Oregon Zoo's youngest orangutan, Kute, showed no hesitation in selecting an Indianapolis Colts t-shirt during an annual football forecasting event at the zoo. The zoo says Kutai has predicted the winner in four of the past five Super Bowls, including, including the New York Giants' win over the New England Patriots in 2008. He's only lost came last year when he incorrectly picked the Arizona Cardinals. That would be the Arizona Cardinals over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Similarly to Puxatani Phil's yearly predictions on the annual spring, the zoo's orangutans have been predicting Super Bowl outcomes. The matriarch, Injai, was 6-1 to one at one point in picking winners, but has become less reliable in recent years. Still senior primate keeper Dave Thomas says she has excuses. Kutai once took every shirt from one team forcing Injai to select the opposition. Injai and the third orangutan, Bakting, picked New Orleans this time. Reporting for Talking Pets, I'm Amanda Page. I need to know. I need to know. So I bet, I guess everybody bases the need to know on whether that little rodent that comes out of the ground saw its shadow or not. Pucks the tawny fill? If he we, was correct, too, this year. He really? said six more weeks of winter, and there's a pretty good storm out there. Yeah, it's crazy this year. Yeah. I mean, the Midwest has been getting hit like crazy. We're normally in New York. I'm like, oh, there's a bit of blizzard. No, Actually, I was talking to people in New York this oh, week, and they were like, are you coming I to New York this it. month for Westminster? And I was like, no, filming a movie, can't do it. Last time we were there, <laughs> big blizzard, it was awesome. Oh, I know. I slept, and you two were playing, you and Bobby were playing in Central Park, throwing each other in the snow. They even made it on the Weather Channel. Yeah, Bobby. And, and it was so nice because here Bobby was being really mean to a man and throwing her in the snow, and <laughs> and all of a sudden he was like doing that, and the Weather Channel came up to them and going, "Oh, how cute! Look at the husband's helping the wife out of the snow." Little did they know, he threw me in a snowbank. <laughs> Mind you, I did throw a snowball at him. So. But I, when I did wake up, though, we walked up and down like 42nd Street and stuff like that, up and down, and it was, there was I mean, no cars. We were walking down the middle of the streets and everything like that. It was just, I, it was, it was like dead. It was picture, picture perfect. It was just, there like, were what, red two feet? cardinals in the snow. I've only seen that on a postcard. That was just amazing to me. And there was no footprints at all in Central Park when we were out there, and we walked quite a bit. And then all of a sudden, the kids started coming out with their uh, little sleds and whatnot. It was great. We have multiple pictures in Times Square of the different stages of the storm. I even told the people in New York, I was all dead set on going to Westminster Kennel Club this year because I've covered it for like 15, 16 years. So much fun. And I was just set on doing it. And then all of a sudden, you know, 
this film came in, so Mr. I was like, Mr. Showman. No, I don't miss do it. Snow. No, I don't miss it at all. I mean, it's nice when I do see it, but I don't miss it. If um, you're just vacationing, that's when you want to see it. That's yeah. Good stuff. That's, that's true. There's a play in it. That is it. I mean, you know, it I was fun. I wouldn't want to live in it. No. <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody else across the country is like, well, we're living in it, and we're dealing with it right now. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Some people love it. You know, and I did see, actually, in Alaska, in the state of Alaska, more people were buying homes there. And, um, you know, whereas the economy is so tanked everywhere else is that actually in Alaska, people are spending money on homes. So, you know, here you are living in, although we produce the show, as most people know, out of Tampa Bay, Florida, which is our home, and we were colder several, about a month ago here in Tampa than it was in Alaska. So it was bizarre weather. Lost all of our plants down here. Everything died. I mean, my whole yard. We normally have a very green winter, and uh, everything is completely. And this is dry season supposedly for us, and all we've been getting getting is rain, rain. constant rain. Interesting. You kind of wonder what's going on out there. Ah, you know, it's just (laughs) one of those years. Yeah, okay, that's what you'll say when we all fall in a hole next year. Oh, get out, John. (laughs) (laughs) Mister Optimism. Amanda on her way down. You know. 20,000 feet below the surface or whatever. It's just one of those. At least that'll be swift. (laughs) I won't dwell over it until it happens. It'll just be. Yeah. (laughs) It's such a happy show. How does that help or hurt Jared, Dr. Jared, with with, like pets, for instance? I mean, because... When they I, fall down a hole? No, but I mean, that the, would the, hurt. the weather, though, I mean, it's like it's hot, it's cold, it's hot, it's cold. I mean, they've got a fur coat on all the time. I mean, can these animals regulate their bodies? So Yeah, actually, their, uh, their pads, they don't feel cold when they, when they touch the cold ground because they have circulation that crisscrosses in their pads. So really? So their pads are always warm. How about their ears? The My ears puppy's are ears are always cold, poor they guy. They get really cold, yeah, because they have only small little capillaries running through their... Uh, their skin on their ears. Well, there's yeah. a good the question. Warm. Yeah, I mean, and, and here I'm probably giving somebody a great tool to go start a new business because everybody Ear always... For doggies? That's what I was going to say because, <laughs> you know, everybody, you always see the coats on them and sweaters and stuff on the dogs. Can you imagine that a dog would keep those on his ears? It's just like the ones that put the little booties on it. I've watched them flip them off. Yeah, great idea, John. Stick to movies. <laughs> Come on. The earmuffs, I think, it, what? You don't think that would work? I mean, some dogs may shake them off. Some might not. I have a problem with it. I mean, you know... I, I just don't think it's... I don't see What'd it What'd you say? Huh? What? 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 Huh? Maybe in Boca Raton, Florida. <laughs> I can't hear you. <laughs> Fido's like, no, I didn't hear Daddy call me. <laughs> so they keep running and running and running because they have earmuffs on, so they can't hear you. But, um... I don't know. I mean, it's one good way to keep... Because I heard that, like, for frostbite and stuff like that, it's usually the tips of the ears which get affected, like, you yes. know, first off. So to put something on there We to can keep put doggy warm, hats on. We'll just roll the ears up in the top of the hat. Let me know how that goes, guys. <laughs> 866-606-TALK, 866-606-8255. Pick up the phone, give us a call. I'm John Patch. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. And don't forget, we were just speaking with Sharon Wilson, Executive Director of Freedom Service Dogs. You can help them out. Please do give them a call at 303-922-6231. You're listening to Talkin' Pets. Talkin' Pets. We'll be right back after a short pause. Well, four to be exact. Greetings, human. What 
Planet, am I on? Welcome to Pet Planet. Here's a copy of Pet Planet Magazine, Florida's most informative and fun pet resource magazine. It features heartwarming stories and informative articles from local and national pet experts. Excellent. Pet Planet Magazine offers Operation Planet Rescue, helping rescued pets find new homes. And it's available at 500 locations in South and Central Florida and 24-7 on the Internet at PetPlanetMagazine.com. If you're out and about with your pet, you may be featured in Paparazzi, Candid Pictures of You and Your Pet. For up-to-date pet-friendly events, activities, and pet-related services and products, Pet Planet Magazine is your final destination. I shall take this magazine home with me. Back to your home planet? No, to my condo in Boca. Pet Planet Magazine. Check them out at www.petplanetmagazine.com or 352-394-8578. It's out of this world. Having a rough day? Longing for the dog days of summer? Think your fun furry friend lives a dog's life? Well, find out everything you're begging to know as Pet Life Radio presents It's a Doggy Dog World with pet expert and award-winning author Liz Palaika. Every dog has his day, and you'll find out how to make your dog's day fun and rewarding every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. I don't want to be the girl who laughs the loudest. Or the girl who never wants to be alone. I don't want to be that call at 4 o'clock in the morning. I'm the only one you know in the world that won't be home uh, uh, And once again, you're listening to Talking Pets. I'm John Patch. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. 866-606-TALK. 866-606-8255. You know, we've always talked about, you know, our pets, you know, the cold weather being outside and all of that. But a lot of people do keep their, their pets outside, you know, in dog houses, their dogs. Sometimes they got their cats roam and so on and so forth, um, but which I'm against because I believe cats yeah. should be kept inside. Uh, but for the dogs that are outside in dog houses, um, if it's that cold, freezing, would you say bring them in, or are they okay until a certain? Personally, I, I recommend anything below 40 degrees outside. They should be inside. And then poor guys at 40 degrees. Well, we I mean, even at you're talking about just your average pet, correct? I'm talking about dogs. Yeah. Dogs. I mean, if anything below... I mean, if you're in the 60s or even the 50s, wouldn't you think that would be pretty cold for them as well? I'm talking bare minimum. I, I mean, see. you know, if, if it... I mean, if when I lived up north, I, I bred... I used to breed uh, beagles, hunting dogs. Right. And um, we kept them outside all the time. And But the thing was, is I was a little inventive back then. <laughs> I had this little condo thing where it was... <laughs> it was this two two room... <laughs> And they had earmuffs. Condo right downstairs, and there was a little ladder, basically a step thing that went upstairs. So there was an upstairs apartment too. <laughs> How nice of you, John. So they had it made. Sweet. But um, and but one of the things that we always put in there was we always put straw. Hey, Good we idea. we never put like rugs or anything like that in there because basically most of the time the dog is going to drag it out. It's going to get all dirty. It's going to get all wet. It's going to do no good. But I I found actually with the straw and the hay that the dogs would would make their own little bed in it. And if they dragged it out, it was you know. 
it was biodegradable. I mean, it was part of the, part of the environment, and it was all fine and dandy. But a lot of times they would block it up to the door. Mm. And you always want to build a doghouse, too, opposite of the way the wind is going to blow. So if it's coming from the east, put the door over on the opposite side. Well, how do you know where it's going to blow? Some people do know that. Like all the time? Yeah. Really? If you've got a northeast wind that usually comes through, you don't want to have the doorway that way. So if there's a northeast wind, how do you know it's not going to come like south? I'm not going to say 100% of the time that it's going to, but most people know where they live that the wind is going to come from one direction. What you can do is you can put a doghouse on a lazy Susan and just like twist it around. (laughs) There's an idea. You no, just that's very inventive. <laughs> now you're that gonna you're gonna must. you're gonna you're gonna see that on that next show coming up, that Shark Tank or whatever. You ever see that show? Oh, no. I've heard about it. These inventors go on this this television show and try to get investors to invest it. There you go, a lazy Susan doghouse for the wind. That's not a bad. idea. <laughs> Can you imagine if it didn't lock and it was a very windy day? <laughs> <laughs> like a merry-go-round. Like a top. No, I was saying just to clarify. Dizzy. Forty degrees. That's if they have a doghouse. John was saying if they have a doghouse, then they can go in the house and. 40 degrees would be bare minimum. But if they don't have a doghouse or any kind of shelter... Oh, yeah, never yeah, yeah, never leave them outside if they don't have any kind of a shelter. Poor yeah. guys. I'd feel so bad for them. Well, spay and neuter your pets and help control that pet population. And thanks for joining us in this hour of Talking Pets. Don't forget, help support um, the Freedom Service Dogs. And we were speaking earlier with Sharon Wilson, the executive director. Her number there at the organization is 303-922-6231. They're a nonprofit organization. They do actually support our troops... Uh, that are coming back disabled and uh, lining them up actually with a dog to help them with their needs. So again, that's Freedom Service Dogs. Their website is freedomservicedogs.org. I'm John Patton. Dr. Jared Lazarus. And Amanda Page. Thanks for joining us in this hour. We'll talk to you again very soon. Check out our website at talkinpets.com. T-A-L-K-I-N pets.com. Bye for now. Bye. Let's Talk Pets. Every week on demand. Only on PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs>